No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. After Abraham was 100 years old and Sarah was 90, God finally gave them a child of promise that brought them great joy. But it also caused some family problems. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Genesis chapter 21, right here on Simply the Bible. Have you ever prayed and prayed and prayed, but it seems like there's no answer? Proverbs thirteen twelve tells us, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. Today we see the joy that finally came to Abraham and Sarah when God answered their prayer. We pick it up in Genesis chapter 21. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said. And the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God had spoken to him. Few things are certain in this world. They say only death and taxes. But one thing that is certain is that if God says something, he will bring it to pass. This is the essence of faith. It is simply taking God at his word despite the circumstances. Now the Lord visited Sarah as he had said. He did for Sarah as he had spoken. If you hold fast to God's word in faith and patience, you will find that he does the same for you. He will always keep his word. Verse 3. And Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. A year earlier, when the Lord had told Abraham that Sarah would give birth to a son, Abraham laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? And shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child? Therefore God said, You shall call his name Isaac, which means laughter. Verse 4. Then Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. This was the sign of the covenant that God had made with Abraham and his descendants, and Abraham was faithful to do it. Verse 5, Now Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made me laugh, and all who hear will laugh with me. She also said, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? For I have borne him a son in his old age. You know, laughter is a funny thing. We laugh at things that strike us as being absurd. The Bible says in Proverbs 17, 22, A merry heart does good, like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. Science confirms this. Do you know laughter decreases stress hormones and increases immune cells and infection-fighting antibodies, thus improving your resistance to disease? Laughter triggers the release of endorphins, which promote an overall sense of well-being and can even temporarily relieve pain. Because it was so absurd that a 90-year-old and a 100-year-old man should give birth to a baby boy, Abraham laughed, Sarah laughed, and God said, call the boy laughter. And every time they would call Isaac's name, they would remember God's faithfulness to do the impossible. 
God waited until it was physically impossible for Abraham and Sarah to have children before he gave them their heart's desire. We don't always understand the reasons for God's delays, but we must be careful not to misinterpret his delays as denials. Verse 8, So the child grew and was weaned. And Abraham made a great feast on the same day that Isaac was weaned. Don't you know that this was probably the most loved child who ever lived? The Hebrews usually weaned their children when they were about three years old. And the day that Isaac was weaned was a great time of feasting and celebration and joy. But not everybody was joining in the festivities. Verse 9, And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had borne to Abraham, scoffing. Ishmael was 14 years old when Isaac was born. His entire life he had been the center of attention and Abraham's only son. But when Isaac was born, now he received all the attention and was obviously special because he was Sarah's son. When Isaac was weaned, Ishmael was about 17 years old and had an attitude. While everyone else was rejoicing, Ishmael was sitting on the sidelines mocking Isaac. When Sarah saw this, there was fire in her eyes and all the pent-up emotion from 14-plus years of conflict with Hagar came rushing out. Therefore, she said to Abraham, Cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, namely with Isaac. And the matter was very displeasing in Abraham's sight because of his son. Abraham was grieved because he loved Ishmael. He did not want to send him away. A year earlier, when God told him that Sarah would bear him a son, Abraham replied, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. Abraham was no doubt the peacemaker and did not want to see this strife between those that he loved. And it seemed to be too drastic of a measure to send Hagar and Ishmael away. Surely there must be a way to deal with this, to discipline the boy rather than to cast him out. But God said to Abraham, Do not let it be displeasing in your sight because of the lad or because of your bondwoman. Whatever Sarah has said to you, listen to her voice. For in Isaac your seed shall be called. Yet I will also make a nation of the son of the bondwoman because he is your seed. Earlier, Abraham listened to Sarah and got himself into trouble. But this time, God said, Abraham, listen to your wife. Sarah's right. For it would be through Isaac that Abraham's descendants would be called and the promised seed would come to bless the families of the earth. In Galatians 4, the Apostle Paul tells us that Ishmael represents the way of the flesh and Isaac the way of the spirit. Those who walk in the flesh and according to nature will always persecute those who walk in the spirit and according to faith in the promises of God. If Ishmael would have remained in the camp, there would have been constant conflict. Before Isaac was born, there was no conflict. Ishmael was the center of attention. Likewise, before we are born again, we have no internal conflict. Our flesh is the center of attention. But when we believe in Jesus Christ and are born again, then the Spirit comes to life. The Holy Spirit abides in us, dwells in us. 
and we become children of the promise. Suddenly, there is conflict between the old nature of the flesh and the new nature of the spirit. Paul said in Galatians 5.17, For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. So what is the solution to this inner battle? It isn't to reform the flesh. That will never work. No, we are to cast out that bondwoman and her son. The child of the flesh cannot dwell with the child of promise. We cannot enter the fullness of joy that God has for us with the flesh still hanging around waging war against our spirit. So, with the help of the Holy Spirit, we must put to death the deeds of our flesh and walk in the Spirit in order to inherit all the promises of God. Now, these things are figurative. The truth was that God cared for Ishmael and would make him into a great nation for Abraham's sake. Ishmael would give birth to 12 princes who would become the Arab peoples. Verse 14, So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water and putting it on her shoulder, he gave it and the boy to Hagar and sent her away. One of the qualities I love about Abraham was that once he knew the will of God in a matter, he didn't waste any time but he did it immediately. That's a good policy because if we delay, we easily get distracted and then get into trouble. Surely this must have been a tearful departure. Abraham took bread and placed a skin of water on Hagar's shoulders and sent them away. This doesn't seem like much provision for Hagar and Ishmael, but we will see that God even used this for good. Verse 14, Then she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. And the water in the skin was used up, and she placed the boy under one of the shrubs. Then she went and sat down across from him at a distance of about a bowshot. For she said to herself, Let me not see the death of the boy. So she sat opposite him and lifted her voice and wept. Hagar and Ishmael wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. The word that is translated wandered indicates that Hagar was lost. Abraham probably had instructed her where to go and given her enough provision to get there, but she lost her way. When the water was gone, she put Ishmael under a shrub to shelter him from the hot desert sun, and then she withdrew herself out of earshot and lifted her voice and wept. At the same time, Ishmael was crying out to God. Abraham had trained up Ishmael in the faith. Sometimes it is only when our children are away from home and in a desperate situation that they cry out to God. Then the faith of their parents becomes their own faith. Verse 17, And God heard the voice of the lad, and the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, what ails you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the lad and hold him with your hand, for I will make him a great nation. Then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. And she went and filled the skin with water and gave the lad a drink. God had met Hagar once before when she was pregnant and fleeing from Sarah. Now God met her again to reassure her. 
Ishmael means God hears. And God heard his voice. He called to Hagar out of heaven and told her not to be afraid, for he would make Ishmael into a great nation. Then he opened her eyes to see a well of water. By Hagar reaching the end of her own resources, she discovered the infinite resources of God. How many times do we feel alone and isolated? We feel like all things and all people are against us. Maybe we've been wandering in a spiritual desert and we don't know what to do or where to turn. Maybe we feel shut out from the mercy of God. We cry out, but there's seemingly no answer. Then the Lord speaks to our heart those gentle words of encouragement. Don't be afraid. I am with you. I will take care of you. And he opens our eyes to see the well of living water that lies before us. As we drink of the living water, we are refreshed in him. Our confidence is restored and we can continue our journey. Verse 20. So God was with the lad and he grew and dwelt in the wilderness and became an archer. He dwelt in the wilderness of Paran and his mother took a wife for him from the land of Egypt. God was with Ishmael as he grew up into adulthood and 12 princes came from him. Everything God promised to Abraham, he brought to pass. He'll do the same for you. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go by their website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. You know, conflicts among neighbors are fairly common, but how can we resolve our disputes in a way that promotes friendship rather than makes long-standing enemies? We hope you'll join us tomorrow right here on Simply the Bible.